At the same time, you pray to God. And there are answers to prayers. You are happy, right? And at the same time, there is no answer to prayer. What to bring your confession? You see, our, our old body is not yet full of what? That means at every point, you understand, whether prayers are answered or not, what comes out of us is what? Is that God is good. God is great. God is marvelous. God is beautiful. That's why those angels will say, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come? Why? Because their whole body, there's no darkness in them. But they check you and I. By the time you are waiting for something and you're not getting that thing, after, after a while, your confession will change. <laughs> you know why? Because the aspect of us that God has not fully conquered through the gospel, because the only thing that can conquer such is the gospel of the kingdom. Go back to the second part for me. Let me read and give my, uh, uh, Francis the mic, please. Having escaped the comrade, this is what true of Shoot up. <coughs> but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. Are you seeing that? This is what the gospel. This is how we are gaining entrance, right? Add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self control, self control, perseverance to godliness, godliness, brotherly love, brotherly kindness, and brotherly uh, kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound. You will neither be barren nor fruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who for lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was, please sit up, cleansed from his old sin. Therefore, brethren, we have more, we, therefore, brethren, be be even more diligent to make your calling and lecture sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to encourage us um, this evening. Uh, we can't receive entrance if we, our soul, it's not responding to God's word, to the gospel of the kingdom. So there are, there are, areas, there are areas of our soul that are not responsive yet. So there's, the reasons for the word of God is to cause those areas to be what? To be responsive to God. Once it's responsive, what happens? Those areas you have struggle. You don't know how to struggle again because your heart is not responsive to God. So that means when you, if you press God, if I thought you have, if, if, you, you can, if I thought you can praise God, <laughs> you know, it, there's no way. See, the, the way God is, the way God is, you know, the way Satan is configured, right? What comes out of you? To him, to him, he believes it's true, right? What comes out of Satan? At every junction, is what? It's lies. I, I used not. I, I know times that I'm trying to speak true. What he will see, say is what? It's lie. Are you seeing that? The same thing, God. At every time, what God will come out of him is God. It's righteousness, it's light, it's truth. God wants us to get to a place when they press us, what will come out of us 
irrespective of it, what will come out of us is light, is life, is true. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, sir. Hallelujah. I'm very blessed by that. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You're conquering us, Lord God. You're overtaking, you're hijacking, you're resting. You are conquering. You have victory over us, Lord Jesus, by your, by your blood, by your sacrifice, by your spirit, by your word. We say thank you, Jesus, for this conquest. You're taking us captive. Thank you, Lord, for the progressive entrance into the captivity of Christ. We say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, that's really nice. A white deer. Hallelujah. Um, man, <laughs> from what he said, you can already <laughs> take off there. Hallelujah. Um, from everything that was said last week, we can see that God's, actually all spirits, the way they're meant to process things, there's meant to be a lot of strong conviction. I'm sure everyone got that, right? Um, the problem is that we're experiencing is that the form that we've humanity has found itself in, yes. Yes. They themselves. The way these give me um, Ezekiel twenty-eight. The way these creatures work is that they are not wavering. They're straightforward. Yes. One of the reasons why Lucifer cannot repent is because that frame that he has gives no room for. It's not that Satan, God cannot forgive him. God cannot not forgive. That's the truth. Amen. But. It is now Satan's receiving the forgiveness. The way forgiveness of sins works is not that God forgives you. In God's heart, God is not holding anything against anyone. If I kill all of you right now in this room, God is not holding any offense. You'll be sad that I did something like that. But in God's heart and his mind, as I'm committing every crime, he is forgiving me. You know, I put a, a thing on my Instagram status that God can use anyone. That, that is not a statement to encourage you. <laughs> you should be very careful <laughs> because God can use anyone. So God can use you. That doesn't mean that God is, has qualified you. Because in his mind, he has forgiven you. But you, as you have been forgiven, have you received that forgiveness? A whole different ballgame altogether. Um, Ezekiel 28 from verse... Um, hallelujah. Ezekiel 28. Because my phone is next to the microphone. It's picking up some of those frequencies. From verse 12. You know, one of the terms, um, yes. When Adam and Eve were born, they were not born, no, were born, were made, sorry. <laughs> they were not made mature, amen? There was a level of innocence that they still had. They had dominion when they were first made. That dominion they had was earthly, amen? I don't want to get into anything too technical, um, but we can see from the scriptures that Adam had a lot of, authority over the earth. The Bible says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Amen. All of these different things. Amen. That dominion was earthly. Amen. Jesus Christ spoke about this in John chapter three, when he said, if I speak to you about earthly things and you don't understand, how will I speak to you about heavenly things? Amen. Um, Adam was in a state where 
um, he had access to God's dominion because he had no sin in his heart. And that sin in his heart, amen, that no sin in his life, and the level of knowledge he was awakened to, amen, gave him governance over fish, amen, all of these things. You know, we can think about that, that governing fish, <laughs> what kind of rubbish crown is that? It will shock you how powerful Adam was, amen? If Adam, let's say Adam could not fly. Let's say Adam couldn't fly. All he has to do is call all the birds that he needs, right? And they would what? Carry him wherever. Who's that what I'm saying? If, if you try and fight Adam, you know, like all these Marvel movies, once one is powerful, there must be a fight scene. He doesn't talk. He doesn't speak English anymore. There must be, you know, who's that what I'm saying now? Once one has superpowers, the next thing is what? He must get angry. He must have anger issues or someone in his family must be kidnapped. Somehow he must have fight. There's no way he can be spar. You know, in the Bible, you don't actually see any fighting in Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3. But in our mind, once you have power, the next thing is, <laughs> anyone disturb you, I just start burning fire because now you can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Once one of these giant bus people, they're driving a, 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 a uh, no bus, sorry, a huge truck or lorry, hits me when I was driving that, the Tacoma. So he hits me in the back. I went and he hits me, I came out and he said, I can't even see the small car you're driving. <laughs> I was like, ah. now I don't, I know that he can't fix the car, but I want to just, I'm trying to educate the guy a little bit like, this is wrong now. Can't you tell this wrong? Da, 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 da. And the guy is shouting at me. And I was like, dude, you can't do this. And he's like, I'm not, I don't care what you have to say. You cannot, you think this road is just for you alone. <laughs> After a while, the guy stopped responding to me. I said, driving away. In my heart, I'm not going to lie. In my heart, I said, Jesus. You see why I need to go and spend time in prayer? In my mind, I wanted to punish this guy. <laughs> because for this thing you have done, I have shown you kindness. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything bad to you. But for this one... <laughs> Hallelujah. You see why God is a kind God sometimes when he has us go through process when we touch some things. Because if not, anyone steps on your shoe, you're looking at them like, as you're looking at them, all the lightning bolts in the universe are around that person's head. <laughs> if the guy just doesn't apologize within 0.5 seconds, what's going to happen? He will see his ancestry. You see his blood, his entire family tree will just show up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That um, being Adam, he had governance over the earth, but he was not, um, he hadn't come into what God really had in mind, which was governance, not over the beasts of the field, as we know them on the earth, but the beasts of the field of the heavens. Amen. We know this because in the book of Genesis chapter three, one of the beasts of the field was a cherubim, right? Genesis chapter three and the serpent. Was a serpent a snake? No, it was who? Lucifer. So when God said, have dominion, that thing he said, there was an intention behind what he was saying, right? Now, depending on your level of maturity, as you progress getting close to God, that governance that God had for Adam is now interpreted. Amen? Does that make sense? For Adam, where, the state that he was in, what Adam was meant to come into was governance over all of the angels of God. Who knows what I'm saying? Hallelujah. But to do that, he cannot be ignorant because those angels of God that he's meant to govern, they are not downfall bus drivers like the one that hits me. Amen? <laughs> These guys are what? Very, very sophisticated in their thought processes. You see, Adam was born in a place, I don't say born, he was awakened. Amen? 
to a world, but he did not have firm convictions about what God said about him. Does that make sense? So because of that, Adam had to learn. He had to be tutored. I would say he was made a little lower than angels. Amen? Now, why am I saying all these things? Because when you look at these creatures, I, was, I, had a, um, I did a long Bible study today about um, cherubim, and I had a conversation with a friend of mine. Just, we were just sharing encounters, and it got really, really spicy. Um, let's read um, a quick look through. So, um, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom, and perfect in beauty. Now, these creatures, when they, are, when they awaken, amen, they don't awaken with ignorance. They awaken in their office, functioning. Does that make sense? Like when, when, when um, the cherubim, the seraphim, when they were, the, the first day that their consciousness took register and they came to self-awareness, they were already doing the work that God put on it. Does, does that make sense? They didn't wake up and then learn what to do. Instincts. Does that make sense? The same way when a child is born, the child cries, right? The heartbeats, the way the child responds to stimuli, all of those things are heavily, you know, um, um, they're wired into the frame of these creatures. So there's a constant, you know, um, um, will I say a constant outworking of what God has put on the inside of them. It is consistently taking place. That thing that God put on inside of them has hijacked them. Amen? I'm going to show this to us here, and I'll show you some other places as well. Thus says the Lord, you were the seal of perfection. You were what? Full of wisdom. Amen? Wisdom, Bible says that foolishness abounds in the heart of a child. That is when someone is uncertain about something. You're, you're being foolish, right? Wisdom is resolution. Remember that verse in the book of um, James chapter 1 that says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally, right? He now says, when you're coming to God, don't come to him wavering. That means you're not ready for wisdom. Why? That's a, that's a child. Foolishness abounds in the hearts of a child. Now, these creatures are not functioning as children at all. In fact, the language used to describe them in the scriptures is sons. They're called sons of God. Who's ever seen that before in the Bible? You see something they're called sons of the morning. Sometimes they're called sons of God. It's not because God gave birth to them. Amen. It's because of maturity. Sonship in um, Hebrew culture. You know, when Jesus Christ would call himself the son of man, he wasn't saying that I am a, a human being's offspring. That's not what he was saying. I know many people interpret it that way. Amen. The Greek word, if you read the Greek, um, um, hallelujah, the New Testament, the original Greek, whenever Jesus Christ says son of man, the Greek word he used for son was weos. Everyone say weos. That means developed. That means mature. Jesus Christ did not call himself the son of God. What did he call himself? The son of man. He wants because the reason why he did that, if, if he called himself the son of God, it creates the impression that because I am God's son, that's why I'm doing all of these things. He wanted to show humanity what humanity ought to be. So he was telling them, the son of man has power to forgive sin. What was he saying? A developed man can what? Forgive sins, can cleanse, can purify, can... Is everyone listening? He's pointing them to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. But Adam was not born in that estate, right? Hallelujah. Even though you could, there's a level of maturity he had, but it wasn't, it wasn't to the intensity that these guys have. The Bible says here, you were the seal of perfection. Let me say something. In this age, 
apart from Christ, there is no authority beyond these creatures. I'm telling you the truth. Who knows what I'm saying? When it, you know what I'm saying when you are doing spiritual warfare. You know, we can say <laughs> we can worship Jesus all we want to, but we haven't seen a glimpse of Jesus. When you meet these creatures, you see why people worship them. Is everyone listening? They are very persuasive. When I say persuasive, what they are carrying as, as conviction is heavy. Who knows what I'm saying? They are not joking about what they believe. They are, they are, the commitment level that they have is serious. Is anyone, is anyone listening? You are in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious soul is recovering. Da, 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 da. Next page. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you so. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth upon the, um, the midst of the, in the midst of souls of fire. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. Can you see that? So from the very day they were created, what happened? They were perfect. That means complete, lacking nothing. There is no progression. There is no improvement upon what they're doing. Does that make sense? As far as their frame is concerned, there is no improvement that can be done. Does that make sense? Now, these creatures, if you see how the Bible describes them, the language used to describe these creatures is actually L's. They're called gods, basically, in the scriptures. And the Bible is not doing that because it's dishonoring God. If God, the Bible said that God dwells in the midst of the cherubim. Amen? If God chose, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. If God's habitat, amen, place where you find God, is in the midst of gods. He is called the God of the gods. Is anyone listening? Give me um, Psalms 103. Hallelujah. Uh-uh. Where's Antirima calling me? Hallelujah. Give me the very last, very last line. The very last page, sorry. Give me one page before that. I think about maybe from verse 19 or 18. Okay. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who what? Excel in strength. The Bible says that what? They do his word. Give me the King James. The King James really drives this point home. Give me the King James. Did y'all come because of the prayer stretch? Or you came from a kid's school? Jemaka and David. Oh, you came for him. Okay, so it's cool. Okay, okay. I wanted to be sure. I'm like, it's next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to finish preaching. Sir? Okay, so you told him that it's... Same mistake. Okay, that was today. Okay, no, no, it's next week. Don't worry. It's okay. <laughs> Some people are already like, wow, wow, wow. Let's go, let's go. Ah, sorry. Tomorrow is this meeting. Um, I want to go for this meeting. Who knows Andres Bisoni? He's going to be coming to Nigeria. So once uh, tonight's prayer stretch, we'll pray, then we'll go and <laughs> Sorry? Enter into what? Into the Superdome. Oh, Glory Dome, yes, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Um, bless you, his angels, that's what. Excel in strength, that's what. Do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Now, I know these words, they don't have a lot of weight, amen? When you hear this, you can just keep about angels, they hearken to the voice of his word. And we think in our minds that hey, when God speaks, they go and do something. Let me do something, okay? <laughs> these creatures, amen, God doesn't have to speak before they respond. 
Sir? From the thank you. That's this the heartless voice of his word. What God needs to say is already inside of them. Is everyone listening? The way God framed them, the things that God is saying when they come near you. But in the book of Ezekiel, the Bible says that the sound of their wings is the sound of the voice of God. Who's ever seen that before in the Bible? Let me show it to us. Give me Ezekiel chapter one. I'm just going to show you how, 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 when, when, when I would say things like, your, God, your, the Bible must be, God's word must be tattooed on your skin. And it's, you know, it's controversial. It's <laughs> the people that you're supposed to be ruling over. They have God's word inside of them. Let me get that verse. It's in Ezekiel chapter one. From verse, thank you, Jesus. Huh? From verse 4? Yes, 1 from verse 24. Ezekiel 1 from verse 24. Let's start from 22. Ezekiel 1 from verse 22. The likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the color of a terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. Under the ferments were their wings straight, one towards the other. Everyone had two which covered on this side and two which covered on the other side. When they went, I heard the noise of their wings. Like the noise of what? Many waters, right? Okay. As what? The voice of what? Of the Almighty. The voice of speech. As the voice of an army, when they stood, they let down their wings. That means that when they are moving, it's because God has spoken. Who knows what I'm saying? That when they stopped, God is not speaking. So they're not, they're not moving. When the Bible says they do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. It's not that when God says, I come. Well, we are gathering together again. No, no, that's not what's happening. What, what God wants done. Amen? Who knows what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Hebrew 8 said, you know, I will write my laws in your heart, in your mind, that a time will not come after that is written, that no one will tell his brother, know the Lord. That, that's where we are get, getting to. Where I won't be telling, you'll be telling me, I say, brother, I align, I align. I already, the thing that will make me align is already tattooed inside of me already. Well, that's what he just said. This is where, you know, I spoke about fellowship before and spirits spreading their influence. God's influence is being broadcasted. And like Pastor was explaining before, the entire body is designed to do what? To receive, to catch wind of what the Spirit is saying. Is everyone listening? All of their being is designed for responsiveness. <laughs> now, God's saying, you, bio, you should what? Have dominion over who? Over that guy. That means that your responsiveness to God's word has to be more severe, right? So much more severe. In, in fact, just to show you, give me the book of Job 38. Job 38. This is how you map out um, heavens like heavens, let's say economy, ecosystems. Job 38 from verse 4. There is a way heaven works, amen? You see, from God's throne, amen, 
the glory of God flows out from God. Amen? Like that river. Amen? Now, when it flows out from God, it is at its highest voltage in this age. Amen? I'm saying in this age because in the age to come, the Bible says, Jesus Christ says something. He that believes on me, out of his belly will flow what? That river. So that voltage they're experiencing there would actually be coming out from us. Now, in that pure state, they cannot interact with God with that intensity. But what happens is that it now what? It parts, right? Into four heads. Python, Gaison, Tigris, and the Euphrates. That place where it now parts, you now see them standing at those places there. Is anyone listening? For responding, for administrating that flow. They function as like valves. Who knows what a valve is? Like, you know, Kanji Dam. It's water builds up, then they now release it. Does that make sense? That ability that they have is why they're able to function as veils. But at the same time, they can also what? Release the shining of God. Does that make sense? Okay. So, where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Declare thou if thou hast understanding. Who has laid the measure thereof? If thou knowest, or who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof? When you look at all these things, you think that God is building one house. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the framework of creation. Amen. Now, verse 7. When the morning stars, what? Sang together. So it wasn't just the living, four living creatures that's what is now. Sorry, it was just Lucifer in the day he was created that was perfect. Oh, is anyone listening? All the morning stars together, they were all perfect. So Michael, not you, not me, Michael, the, <laughs> the one in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. The day he was created was what? Perfect in his ways. Is anyone listening? All of them were. What you find is that from that day, they were perfect. Amen. There was that response of holy, holy, holy. Amen. Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That cry that they released is captured here as a song. Amen. It says here, when the morning stars did what? Sang together. This is like what happens, um, you know, in every, when, when um, the sun rises. When it's morning time. What do you hear when it's, when it's morning time? Amen. So the chicken, okay, lets you know that it's morning time. Amen. Now, in the natural, maybe that's a cherubim of, of the earth. Who knows? In the natural, amen, that chicken's cry is because of the sun rising. In the realm of the spirit, it is that chicken's cry that brings the sunrise to you. Does that make sense? If the chicken doesn't go, there will be no sun rising. Does that make sense? That's why these creatures are called what? Morning stars. Who gets what I'm saying? They are the ones that what? Bring, bring that sunrise. They bring that morning star. Does that make sense? The morning star is Jesus. Amen? But it's because they are the ones that are like vaults. It's like, for example, now, let's say I'm looking for food. Okay? Now, I'm looking for food. The food is in the cafeteria, but the cafeteria door is locked, okay? But the key is in Zion. Now, I am now going to Zion. Someone now asks me, what are, you do what are you looking for? I can say without feeling like I'm lying that I'm looking for what? Food. Does that make sense? Why? 
Because I'm not getting the key so I can eat the key. I'm not getting the key so I can admire the key. I don't care about the key. What I want is what? The food in the cafeteria. This is how these creatures function. Does that make sense? I'm going to the morning stars because there, that is where God is. I would say that God dwells in the midst of the cherubim. Is everyone listening? Now, when they release their cockadoo, <laughs> do amen, and they bring the morning upon the other, like, the next level of creation. What now happens is this, okay? The Bible says here, all the sons of God did what? Shouted for what? For joy. You know why? The Bible says that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. These creatures, they bring, amen, they bring the sunrise. Now, when they bring the sunrise, other creatures, they what? They respond. The sun has risen. The sun is Jesus. Amen? The sun is the image and likeness of God. Amen? The sun has risen. That's how they respond. Now, with that, the next wave of creatures, they respond to that sunrise as well. And it goes on and on and on. Passage. 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 Are, okay. are you saying, for what you just said now, uh, uh, it means that... Um, what happened in Revelation chapter 4, chapter 5, uh, shows to us that um, what the morning creatures were able to bring forth as the sunshine, the sun of the sorry, is sunshine now, yes, sunshine, sunrise rather, uh, what they were able to bring forth was what the 24 elders saw and they brought responses. And all of that is how that creations, you know, adds from one level to another, to another that level. That means, you see, that to narrow down to us now, there is, if I'm around you, your, your responsive to God is a sunrise that will make me respond equally to God. I used to so I can't, I can't be around a person, and I can't. It's, there is no way it's making me to respond to God. I should, you know. That's what the Bible says. If you're right, and do is right. Is that really something we about? It's not making me to respond to God. I should cut such reasons to God. I, I need to be because anytime you know in that, in that uh, what do you call it now, in the throne room, right? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't have language, but I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't have language. Ah, so in the throne room, right? There are there are various um, um, layers, right? We we'll see that the twenty-five, uh, the the four um, chairs before they leave, before they leave, then the twenty-four that surrounds the throne, right? Now, at every um, junction. It's expedient as we'll catch the revelation of God and respond to it. It will bring responsiveness to others. So you see that, that when, when Apostle Paul now said to Timothy that give attention to this thing so that you save yourself and those that will hear you. So you see that that's not just the teaching, not the preaching, which Teaching and preaching is very important. You understand? Because all of this I learned now is through teaching. God showing light. But that my response is my fellowship. 
Are you seeing that? As I respond to God, it makes other people equally respond to God. What is making me pray today, fast today, you understand? It's what I see my father does some years when he was alive. It, those response to God is what is keeping me today when, when he's not even alive. Are you getting that? So there is something that, there's some, that someone that is seeing you and say, I like the way um, uh, Francis is. Study God's word, the kind of light. It is your responsiveness to God. You think you're wasting time, you're wasting time. Your God is happy with you when he sees you, you understand, respond to God and align on other people to equally do what? Respond to God. I have the scripture, let your light so shine before men that wow. they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Yeah. Hallelujah. See how beautiful that is? Hallelujah. Now, I want you to see the severity, amen, of what God's kingdom looks like. Because we're not called to join the 24 elders and receive what the four, four living creatures are, are responding to. We are meant to bring what they respond to. Who knows what I'm saying? What your response to God is meant to what? Inform the cherubim's response to God. According to the scriptures. Sir? That's the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, right now, our love, our love for God is that everyone is admiring it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's true now. The day you stop using WhatsApp, I say, No! Going to see God. I <laughs> see Jeremy like, wow, finally. <laughs> I love all, you know, on Instagram, I see all these um, people that do all these cartoons. There's this girl, she does herself, then, you know, they the same person but acting different roles. Herself, her angel, and God. <laughs> He's uh, talking to God, but she's acting like an idiot. Her angel looking at her like, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> Hallelujah. Bible says we will judge angels. It doesn't mean that you send them to lake of fire. <laughs> Amen. It means that you'll be able to what? Govern. Amen. Governance is not that when people look at you, they will th think of how good you are. Mm -mm. It's that you're bringing God to them. Does that make sense? With this understanding, when we're talking about God's dominion. Amen. Please understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are meant to bring forth what would capture these creatures, you yourself must be captured. Does that make sense? There is just no way. There is no way. When you look at how, how committed these creatures are, Satan's, because of the, the frame that they have, Satan cannot stop rebelling against God. Is everyone listening? It is stupid, it is foolish. But it doesn't matter how hard he tries. Who knows what I'm saying? He cannot what? Stop. That's how we're meant to be. Now, what, now, what happens in, in the hearts of people is that when they hear and see things like this, they think the pressure is on them to what? <laughs> to never stop. As in, I will be the one that will live like. There is no way you can live like God by yourself. Who knows what I'm saying? It is literally impossible. Because you acting like a good person your entire life, you never sinning once in your entire life, does not mean that you're acting like God. That's what I'm saying. God is beyond that. God's righteousness, amen, has to be revealed. In other words, the right thing that God will be doing now 
has to be shown to you because you have no idea. It's kind of like looking at, you're looking at your phone now and you're thinking to yourself, in the next 10 years, the phone is going to be like so, 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 so. You have no idea what the phone is going to look like in the next 10 years. Could anyone have seen the junction from Nokia 3310 to iPhone 12? Could anyone have seen that right off the bat? No, you have no idea. Who knows what I'm saying? So to, to imagine in your heart that you have an idea of what righteousness looks like, you could not be more bankrupt. Does that make sense? What am I saying here? It is God that works in you, both to what? Will and to do of his good pleasure. You know why? Because God is also at work in these creatures. Let me show that to you in the Bible. Give me Ezekiel 28 again. Ezekiel 28. With this, you're going to understand a lot of scriptures that explain how Old Testament saints were able to walk with God. And the Bible will say that the spirit of Christ was in them. Amen. Ezekiel 28. From verse 14. Ezekiel 28 from verse 14. One, two, three, go. Can, I, can we read out loud? One, two, three, go. Thou art the what? Thou art the what? What kind of cherub? Anointed. Do you see that? Anointed means smeared by God, right? That means a portion, an operation of the spirits of God. Amen. This creature was what? Framed with it. Now, please understand. There is no cherubim that can actually capture any operation of God in its entirety. Amen. They have a caricature of that that they can hold on to for this age. Their frame... I've explained before, right, about the, the image and likeness of God. God's form, amen, is not, God, God's form cannot be captured. God's form cannot be seen. Uh, who's ever heard me talk about stuff like that before, amen? God is invisible, amen? The way God's form is, when I say God's form, you know, there's a way an ant can look at you. It doesn't matter how much they study you. You and that ant cannot fellowship with each other. You know why? When the ant is talking to you, what it is seeing is what? Your fingernail. Let's say you bring your face close. What it is seeing are the scar scabs on your lips. Maybe one of your hair follicles looks like a tree to it. What kind of fellowship is it? Who knows what I'm saying? In your mind, you're thinking, there is no room for, there is no interaction whatsoever. Nothing about capturing who you are as a person. What kind of dialogue is that? Who knows what I'm saying? It's just impossible. Amen? Now, for this reason, for God to be seeing, amen, we have this entire echelon of the creation of God, amen, that we've been seeing so far with the cherubim. Portions of God's, who God is, shining, they what? They herald it, then it is now cascaded down through like energy, who knows how atoms are structured? Energy shells, right? You have the nucleus and the first wave of electrons, then surrounding them is another wave of electrons, another wave of electrons, and no, 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 okay? That's how creation is actually designed to be structured. The flowing of that river that comes from the throne of God. Amen? What God now did was that in creation, amen, he has an avatar of himself, a form of himself, a likeness of himself that sits on the throne. Is everyone listening? that these creatures can interact with, that they can fellowship with. Is everyone listening? Now that person on the throne, they have been given portions of him. Is everyone listening? To bear witness to. I know what I'm saying. Amen? <laughs> you would see these creatures. They have what? The face of what? The lion. The face of what? The ox. 
The face of what? The man. The face of what? An eagle. Those are the four, the, the letters that spell the name of God. yod Hey vav Hey. That is what they are carrying. They are carrying what? Yahweh. So when you see a cherubim, one of the letters of God's name, it is carrying it. When I say its face, don't think that you're going to see one giant letter. Letter Yod in Hebrew. Maybe not English, but Hebrew. It doesn't matter what language you're speaking. You're not going to see any of those things. Amen? It is what? A compendium of what? Operations of God. They are carrying these things. It is woven into their being. Is everyone listening? It's not that, you know, like, you know, when you watch movies too much, you think that everything is limited to that. <laughs> that, angel, who are you? <laughs> yeah, that's no, 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 no. The way it lives out what it is, the way it's instinct, you know, a dog, amen? It's bark. The dogs, the way the dog pees. The, the times the dog wakes up, the way the dog goes about things, amen? Something is informing all of those things. Is everyone listening? These creatures, when the Bible said that they hearken to the voice of his word, this thing is built like instinct on the inside of them. Who knows what I'm saying? Now, that, that thing on the inside of them, amen, that word of God that they are responding to against the actual word of God, amen, Hallelujah. It's captured here as what? The anointing. Is everyone listening? Who understands what I just said? This is why you see the Bible in the book of um, 1 Peter chapter 1 speak about Old Testament saints that had what? The spirits of Christ in them, even though their spirits were dead. How? Because the same way these creatures, amen, they respond to God's word instinctively. Old Testament saints, they found a way to respond to God like this. Is everyone listening? Old Testament saints, they came to a severity that was serious. Check your Bible. You see some, someone like Daniel. Who's, who's seen Daniel's encounters with angels before? Is there, who studied those, that, have you studied Daniel before? Very carefully. Let me show you something that's very scary about this prophet dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me, this same Ezekiel 28. Give me the, from the very first, first verse. Hallelujah. Do you know that this person I was saying here, that was the anointed cherub that covers, it was a human they were talking to. How many of you know that? This is Ego 28. The person they were referring to here was a demon king, the king of Tyre. Amen? What happened was that this man, when all the empires, the um, Babylonian empire, the Persian empire, the Roman empire, when, and the, sorry, the Greek, Greek empire, they were ruling the earth, there were some countries that were not governed by these empires and they were able to function sufficiently. Is everyone listening? You see them captured from Ezekiel 28 to 31 or 32, I think. You see countries like Assyria, Egypt, Tyre. These countries, when God is addressing the kings, God spoke to them like he was talking to Satan directly. Because as far as God was concerned, when <laughs> he's looking for Satan on the earth, these guys, P.O. Box, not you. <laughs> Those people there. Who understands what I'm saying? Now, in referencing one of these entities, amen, God brought up Daniel the prophet for a reason. Look at this, okay? What the Lord came again to me saying, <coughs> So the man said to the priest of Tyre, Thus says the Lord God, Because your heart is lifted up, and you have said, I am a God, 
I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God. Though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Can you dim the background a little bit, Michael? Not now. When we get to the next page. Behold, thou art what? Wiser than who? Than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from you. Can you see that God is bringing up to show you how great this man is? Who do they bring up? Have you seen Daniel's description by unbelievers in the book of Daniel? You can dim the background now. Thank you. Yes, sir. They said that this man can resolve doubts. He can solve hard riddles. When Daniel was in Babylon, because of Daniel's presence, he shut down every other demonic operation in that country. Check it very carefully. When Daniel was in Babylon, the wise man's magic was not working any longer. Their wisdom was shut down. It was shut down so severely when they would take tests together. The magic that would give them the answers was not working. So they failed all of their tests. When Daniel was there, he and his friends, it, was, it, was, it caused so much concern to the king that Daniel would die. That that night that Daniel should have died, he could not sleep. Why would he not sleep? Because Daniel was good looking. Okay, the finest of all of them. He's going to die. Hey, and the way this guy walks, he has that swag. Is that the reason why he's concerned? Because if this guy dies, that's the end of this council, this fountain of council. Council that was so strong. Everyone in the, in the throne room, not the throne room of God, though, the throne room of Babylon, they all knew that Belshazzar's mom said, when he was acting funny, he said, don't be, don't be, don't disturb yourself. Go and call Daniel. He would deal with this. By the time she quoted his resume, the guy called him, gave him some accolades. Daniel lets him know on the spot. I don't want your prizes. Here is what, <laughs> here, is, here is the answer to your riddle. None of your magic magicians can solve. Who knows what I'm saying? If you check the kind of entities that Daniel walked with, they were entities that could wrestle with the powers. You see the seven heads of Satan in the Bible? The one of the angels that could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the prince of Persia came to Daniel and was telling him his intercession helped the angel overcome. Who knows what I'm saying? No, who knows what I'm saying here? I'm talking about like spiritual ranking, but as an intensity of fellowship that this guy came into. It was severe. Who knows what I'm saying? Hmm. What these men came into, and the Bible says that they had like passions. Who's ever said that before in the Bible? Like Elijah was a man with what? Like passions. I'm like, what translation is this? <laughs> this man is lying. <laughs> Me and Elijah like passions. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it is well. <laughs> How did these men come into this? It wasn't they themselves. Is everyone listening? It was God. Everyone say God's word. What is God's word? The projection of the thoughts of God. Is everyone listening? The problem is that, you know, the, the, the Bible says some things, but we haven't experienced them yet. The Bible says that the weapons of our warfare are what? Mighty. That is what? They are efficient. They are specially designed for this purpose. Which is that, what is that purpose? Pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations, holding thoughts at ransom, not allowing any high thing to escape knowledge of Jesus Christ, subverting. The, the language in the book of, of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 suggests that God's word should be exploding on the inside of every believer. But you know what's happened? We've lost all of these tools. Amen? 
We've, the weapons of our warfare, we don't know what they are as believers. Most believers now, we have no idea. That verse doesn't mean anything to us. So you know why? Because I have, ah, uh, uh, let someone offend you. You know what I'm talking about. Who knows what I'm saying? Let, 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 let a, a witch that has been trained. Not, there's some small witches that they just die, by the way. Who knows what I'm saying? There's different kinds of witches and wizards. There's the ones that when, when, <laughs> when you look at them, <laughs> they pass out. Who knows what I'm saying? As you're just praising and worshiping God. Your praise and worship can shut them down. As in, your, your, the one where you're still chatting with your friend on Instagram, it can shut them down. <laughs> I know what I'm saying, though. I've seen somebody which is dying in my life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Many of them are going... <laughs> but there's some of them that they know, they know how to enter church. Yo. Despite you can even be in your hottest praise and worship moment. They know how to quickly run away. When it is, it comes back. They'll now come back, come back and find somewhere to distract you. Who knows what I'm saying? They, they are very, very skillful. They're not joking around. Some of you don't understand what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> when one of those entities comes and then picks you for some reason and decides to wage warfare against you, you will know, you will learn God's word by force. Who understands what I'm saying? You will discover how efficient God's word is. You will, not by accident. You will learn it by what? <laughs> because... Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, God's word is actually very efficient, but because we've not learned the art, and that art, amen, of interacting with God's word is lost in the church. Hmm. Hallelujah. Let me give you an expose into some disciplines that I think would help, amen? I'm not going to glorify discipline, amen? But I want to show you The kind of training that people would go through, that people that these people were talking about, like Daniel, like Moses, what would they go through? What kind of, what did they actually do to come into these things? So that if you are not having the same result as them, if you have the same result as them, just come and talk to me. <laughs> I would like to talk to you in private. Yes. If you don't see me in person, you can send me a DM. But I would really like to, to talk to you in person. <laughs> Amen. But let's say you're not getting those results <laughs> that, that Moses got. Who knows Moses' result? <laughs> Who knows Moses' result? Moses part of the Red Sea, right? Moses would phase through the veil physically without offering sacrifices. The veil is like this. He would just walk through it <laughs> and enter most holy place. Enter. Light is shining on him. He'll, he'll go to the kitchen and ask for food. <laughs> Maybe use the bathroom or something. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. The Bible said Moses was faithful in all the house of God. Diligence. Diligence. When I say diligent, not diligent in sweeping the church. That is good. Oh, please, please, excuse me, the church. Please, who, who wants to sweep the cave this evening? Please, don't, don't take this sermon as an excuse. We'll discuss you on Monday. <laughs> Hallelujah. But in all of your, add, like, add to your faith. <laughs> There's a kind of diligence I'm speaking of. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There's a kind of diligence you see in these people that has become lost in the church. It's not a culture. Let me share a few stories that would help with context. Amen. Because we've looked at Almighty God. Okay. And we want to start off with God, but we said, let's leave God alone. Let's look at these creatures that surround God, these angels. Let's look at spirits in general. And you will see that all of these entities, they are not passive in their commitments. Their convictions are resolute. 
they are not 80% sure of what they believe in. They would give themselves in entirety for what is, what is burning on the inside of them. They are called spirits. In fact, the language used to describe these creatures, um, if you look at um, Isaiah chapter 14, there's a hierarchy. There's kind of like a trajectory that Satan lays out in Isaiah chapter 14 when he says, I will, I will ascend my throne, right? Above the stars of God, sits on the mount of congregation, sent to the heights, amen? If you look at that trajectory, the lowest creatures are called stars. Do you know that stars in real life, in this physical universe, stars, they are because of how much gravity Amen? How much weight, how much mass they carry. They bend light around them. There's a principle. The way they're able to measure how far, a star, how far away a star is, is by how much of that bend. It's called redshift. They know the light that should come from a star. It's a specific wavelength. Now, when the light is bent, the star acts like a prism. You know what a prism is, right? It bends light into seven colors. Depending on how severe the bend is, it shows how big that star is. Very large stars are blue in color because of how what? Strong. As the star keeps on swelling, the smallest stars are red. The red shift is small. When the red shifts, you just go up the spectrum, red, orange, yellow, so you can see where the sun is, right? Green, blue, violet or purple is when the star is at its peak. From purple onwards, you don't see a star any longer. It becomes a black hole. Because usually it's so massive, it collapsed on itself because of gravity. At that point, there's no lights coming out. All of the lights, there's a threshold called the event horizon. Light cannot cross there. If any light comes around there, it's, and it doesn't successfully warp around it, it is pulled inside. That is a parable. A, 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 a prophetic picture of what happens around the spirit. These creatures, they influence reality. Is anyone listening? That is, when they come around you, they can dictate to you what reality is. The light you're using to look around, they can warp it in front of you. That's the reason why now, when you're worshiping and praising God, all heaven is open. Then that offense that person did comes. Then what now happens? All of a sudden, it's like light. Never took light. And you now have to start fighting against what? That thought process. Why? An influencer, a spirit, a star. Is anyone listening? The guy is convinced. That guy did you wrong. Joshua. Look at his head. And he's not saying it passively. He's pouring what? Conviction into your soul. His, his goal is to persuade you. That's the one small demon. No? <laughs> there are some creatures, their governance is so strong. It's so strong. With the anointing on your head, with the sermon being preached, you're feeling goosebumps. When you now set out to do something, they have already given you where to place your feet. They have defined for you how you should pray. So I remember one time we were in faith, we were in faith heritage. There was some guy that wandered into the church. Hallelujah. Pastor D was preaching. <laughs> he was preaching about finances or money or something. And then some guy wandered in. And the guy has not been. You know when you've been taught in, in like this stream, there's a way you understand how money should be used. There's a way in some other streams. It's not taught that way. So basically the guy came inside. And <laughs> Heard our pastor talking about money. How the church ought to be governing some of these principles. Kai, the guy was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When we started praying, the guy opened his mouth. Hey, they are calling me. They are calling me. <laughs> so 
I, I, so I looked and I heard a voice behind me like a trumpet. It was CBN. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. This dude was, he just kept on going. Now, the reason why is because when you finish teaching him God's word, unless you destroy that thing, as you are talking, what you are saying is what? Being bent by that thing. That's what the Bible refers to as those birds in the heart. That when God's word is sown, what do they do? I bet get out from here. They will slap. Amen? So slap God's word. You cannot even hear what God is saying. As God is talking, it is being bent into alignment with what? Their belief system. That's how serious they are. So when you want to pray, that's prayer point. Mercedes maybe. I mean, when you hear some prayer points, when you, when you hear some themes for conferences, for meetings, you, you can just tell. We're still dealing with some things in our hearts and we're crying out to God, God help us. You now look to the right. Maybe you're driving somewhere. You now, you now see, see one flyer for a meeting. <laughs> there are some church meetings, church, church flyers, church names. You're just wondering, Jesus, I think that I need help. What will we say about? <laughs> Hallelujah. What is that what I'm saying? Thank you, Jesus. There is a, there is an art form. When you look at, give me a book of the book of Job. I think I first heard um, Pastor David Edwards pull this out during one of our conferences. Um, Yahweh to face 2019. Yes, yes. Yes, 2018 was Pastor Dilly Matthews that preached that time. Give me Job chapter 1 from verse, I'm um, sorry, Job chapter 2 from verse 11. When Job's three friends heard of all this evil that was come upon him, they came everyone from his own place. I'm going to jump to verse 10. Well, let's keep on reading. Eliphaz, Bildah, Zophar, for they had made an appointment together to come to mourn with him and to comfort him. When they lifted up their eyes afar off, they knew him not. They lifted up their voices and wept. And they rent everyone his mantle and sprinkled dust upon, next page, dust upon their heads towards heaven. So they sat down with him upon the ground. How many days? How many days? And seven nights, none of them spoke a word unto him, for they saw that his grief was very great. Who's seen the picture here? This is a reflection of the kind of discipline that they were used to. It, they weren't trying to flex that, ah, we're going to have three days, who was I going to say, three days prayer meeting. No, 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 no. They, they saw their friend was like, have you tried mourning for longer than five hours in today's world? Who's ever tried it before? I'm not going to lie to you. It is tough. Oh. Unless, you're pre unless you're interceding for someone to come back from, to come back from the dead. When a person has gone, you're now trying to be sad. Unless the person was very near and dear to you, to grieve for seven days and seven nights nonstop. I've not heard of it before. Oh. In today's world, while the person is feeling sad, they'll be scrolling on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be forwarding you memes. Yeah, <laughs> How, are they laughing? Ha, 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 Fogo comes in. Hello. I'm so sad. I've, I miss him so much. <laughs> you know what's happening? 
the soul doesn't have the ability to what? To hold something for a long period of time. So even that small grief, a human being, a human, I'm not going to lie, it is not easy. Who's tried it before? <laughs> There's some things I see them and I'm just like, ah, God. And I'm trying to, I'm showing how sad I am. God, this is so bad. I'm still eating my food. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember once, I was supposed to be fasting. So I, I, it was a very long, what is it now? And I was just tired. I was, I was driving to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so I was on my way there. On my way there. What I usually do, to, when I want to do something bad, I'll play messages to try and convict myself on the way there so I can turn back. But this time around, I played the messages all I wanted. I will put the video, put the video on my, on my dashboard. I say, wow. <laughs> Until I finish taking the first bite. I now finished. I said, God, Jesus, you have to help me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just said, ah, I want to take this time out to, you know, deal with the Lord. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just get hooked up with something else, and I'll be feeling hungry, seriously hungry, until I lie. So I forget that. I said, I told the time, the minute I finish eating the food, <laughs> and I remember I said, ah! <laughs> this thing has happened to me twice. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm sharing all of these stories and he's sharing his stories, amen, so that you can also see when the Bible says like passion. <laughs> we're not joking when we're laughing, amen. <laughs> but the truth is that if you check, you will see that no one was born like this. Even despite all of these things, even despite the going to Chick-fil-A and help me, I'm still going to continue fasting. I will continue practicing. In fact, the word I use is practicing. Many times I want to fast, I don't ask. I don't even, many people, they say, did God ask you to fast for, oh, Jesus. When you see what you're meant to accomplish in the scriptures, according to the scriptures, no one will tell you you should be fasting. Is everyone listening? If the weight of food, as in cravings for food, you God's word cannot be heavier to you than food. There's no cherubim that you're going to be commanding, I can assure you. Who knows what I'm saying? As, they are as, they are talk as you're talking to them, they can't hear you. I know what I'm saying. Bible said, I hear that he's spiritual. Amen? He judges all things, but is discerned by no one. That's how a spirit works, right? How do spirits work? You can't see them, but they can make you do things. Right? So he that is spiritual, what does he do? He judges everything else, but he himself cannot be seen. So a spiritual person can be here. And what? Control things. Make things happen. But his influence, he doesn't have to make noise. You know, it's not about saying, grabbing microphone. I'm a man of God. You, no, 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 no. Who's what I'm saying? In your daily life, who's what I'm saying? Go into the bar. Go to the brothel and sit down there. Because you are there, if you are spiritual, what would happen? There will be something, I'm not saying you should go to any brothel, please though. 
<laughs> please don't go. Go to go to a soccer stadium. That that was even bad. That could be temptation for someone. Amen. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though, right? You go to an adverse environment and something flows out of you because of what? Your spirituality. Who knows what I'm saying? These are things that are cultivated. You cannot arrive at this junction. Just arrive there. There is no arriving anywhere. In fact, the way spiritual things work. Let me say something. I've been looking up and studying like witchcraft a lot in the scriptures and seeing that people that do witchcraft, they actually have it a little bit harder than we do. The only difference is that this world is their environment. That's the only difference. Who knows what I'm saying? That is, they already have their habitat here. We, we have to break into the consciousness of our own environment. Then we cannot function as we ought to. Does that make sense? That's the only difference. But I've checked many witches and wizards though. If you know how many times some people... When I'm talking about, I'm talking about the, the ones that I'm not talking about, there's some witches and when you see them, they're not even worth, they're not worth your attention. I'm talking about sages, people that ha, are skillful. It's you know which that word witchcraft. I'm not praising witchcraft too. That word witchcraft is piece of craftsmanship, right? That is what finesse, some kind of artistry, some kind of skill. That thing is 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 something that is cultivated over time. Some people are very strong at it too. I was hearing a man of God talk about it, someone that he met. He met someone that hadn't eaten for two years. Now, these are not the ones you find on the street. You don't find them along the street. These are sages that, they are the ones that, see like this guy that got sick, that they were showing pictures of him on treadmill. I won't say his name. That we thought he was going to die. Don't say his name out loud. But let's say he likes, what is this? I'll leave some cues behind. Who knows this creature that has wings? It's black. Okay, you get the idea, okay? So he got sick. There is someone they took him to. They didn't take him to a hospital. They took him to a woman. When this woman finished, was finished, somebody else died in his place. Is everyone listening? Those people are not the ones that you find on the street. Who knows what I'm saying? They're not the common ones. The common ones, they die. You wake up in the morning, they die. You, you spend two hours in fellowship, they die. Not those ones. Who knows what I'm saying? The ones that they, if you know what they do, if you hear their disciplines. Hmm. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not praising discipline. Amen. I'm just trying to show you that because the, let me, let me, let me phrase it like this. Amen. Consecration. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm just trying to find a way to show this in the right light so that we can see that consecration is birth from something you've become aware of. There is something that you would see that would ignite something on the inside of you. That thing will begin to make you... Who knows what I'm saying? There's a way, you know, in... Um, let me find an example in the scriptures. Hallelujah. What is it that drives a person? When you look at some examples in the scriptures, in different stories, amen? Someone like Moses, being on a mountain with God for 40 days and 40 nights, what do you think will be driving someone like that? What was he saying there? Is it what you find in Exodus chapter 30, um, 24 to 25 till, what is it now, to 31? Is that, is that what he spent 40 and 40 nights saying to God? I can finish that dialogue. In three hours. 
Le- much less time. Who knows what I'm saying? There is no way that dialogue lasted for 14, 14 What on earth was he doing there? What was he doing there? Who gets what I'm saying? Do you know that what we call meditation, amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Give me 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We'll start from there. It's almost time to end. <laughs> we'll have to end with this then. <laughs> Hallelujah. From verse 3, from verse 4. Though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. For the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having a readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Hallelujah. All of these things we just listed out here. Go back, go back, go back, sorry. The high things, the strongholds, amen? The, the imaginations, all of these things, they did not just arrive in your soul. They were themselves what? Cultivated as well. Is everyone listening? No, there is no human being that by himself just started walking in hatred. There was a practicing. Is everyone listening? Even the child that lies the first time, when the wisdom of death is bombarding the soul, it doesn't just bring forth lies immediately. Listening? It is after a lot of time, amen, musing over that influence. After a while, there is a gurgitation. There is a gestation period. And then what? The child lies. Is everyone listening? It, it doesn't just happen. You I'm, who gets a picture here? I'm trying to show us the fact that these things are cultivated. These things are nursed. These things are, are they can be nourished. They, they're edified. They're built up over time. Is everyone listening? And the starting point is not always something that is so out of this world. Many times it can be something that is subtle, but attention has been given to it. Or value has been placed on it. Let me give a quick example. Give me Exodus chapter 3. Don't worry, we're we're going to end very soon. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God even to Horeb. Now, I know that this story here, that you're seeing here, as it is written, suggests that Moses was just keeping sheep, amen, and he just found himself in the backside of the wilderness. But careful observation of everything about this story suggests that something is very wrong from that very first verse. Amen? First of all, why are you taking flock to where? To the bad side of the, of the wilderness. That's the stupidest thing to do. That's the dumbest thing to do. What do you take flock to? To pasture, where they can graze. What the heck are you doing in the, in the wilderness? That's just dumb, right? So clearly there was an intention behind Moses' actions here. Amen? So it wasn't just that. Moses just, no, 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 no. The story might look like, if you check in the scriptures, almost everyone's encounter in the Old Testament, there is a way you can read the Bible and you think that, ha, God, God of Gideon, God of Elijah, God of this, God of that. If you check their stories very carefully, God did not break out on them the way we think he did. In fact, most of us have had more, sad to say, more, more 
well, I say um, spectacular encounter with God that many of them did. That sets them off on the journey. That led to the ones that we're reading about here. Is everyone listening? I'll, I'll share with you what I mean here, okay? So clearly, you can see this man, Moses, okay? He's in the backside of the wilderness. What on earth is he doing there? Now, the clue is actually in the first part. He did what? He kept the flocks of who? Jethro, his father-in-law, the what? Priest of Midian. Now, that man, Jethro, that name that he has, right? That name you see there, Jethro, okay? That was his biological name given to him by his dad. Amen? There's another name you find in the Bible. Amen? That name that, um, that he also has. And then that he got, not as a title from his dad, but that was given to him by God. That name is Reuel. You know what that name means? Friend of God. Amen? I'm just giving you context. So I was about to share all these things here. I'm giving context for this so that it doesn't seem like Moses had an encounter out of nowhere. There was what? A tutelage that was ongoing. Does that make sense? Who knows what I'm saying? There was what? A doctrine. There was a path that he was learning. So he wasn't just in this house, just taking sheep and then coming back. No, 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 no. This guy was a priest. You, he, Moses married his daughter. What does that suggest? Okay. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in what? A flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Now, this story here looks very spectacular upon first glance. Amen. But let me tell you something. There is literally in that part of Palestine, amen, a bush called the burning bush. I know what that bush does. It bursts into flames. There is literally a plant, okay? It has seeds, all right? And these seeds, and then, um, sorry, it has um, fruit, sorry. Well, seed holding cups, sorry, okay? And what happens is that these things are filled with a specific oil, okay? That oil is very flammable. Now, when there's a lot of it in that seed car, what happens is it, dis it breaks off from the plant branch. And what does it do? It falls to the ground. If there is enough heat on the ground when it falls, what happens? It bursts into flames. So what am I saying here? What's happened here in verse 2 is not one, Jesu, God, and it is burning. And what's not you No, know, this is what happens all the time. Does that make sense? This was a mundane, everyday activity. I learned about this from Pastor Dalady. He explained that this thing here was actually mundane. And I looked online to make sure it was true. It is actually very true. You can go and check on Wikipedia right now. Called the burning bush. Okay? You see the exact name of the seed, the oil that it brings out. Amen? And everything else. Burning bushes are not an uncommon experience. They are very normal. Amen? So in other words, think about it like this. Moses was leading um, his sheep and an epa brought light. Now, if you're in America, that's a big deal. But when you're in Nigeria, somehow, <laughs> especially if you're living in some places, <laughs> hallelujah, like where I live right now, Nepal, they, I don't know, they don't, they don't to be, hallelujah, looking at themselves, okay? In Nigeria, it's not an unusual thing, amen? So Nepal brings light. But unless say Nepal brings light, and then it's, it is this funny noise you begin to hear at the same time. I'm just trying to give some kind of contemporary picture of what's happening here. Or Nepa brings light, because I feel like Nepa bringing light makes a lot, it's simple, but then we don't have the image of like a bush being burned, a bush not being burned, sorry, if that makes sense. 
Maybe Nepa brings light, but then the light that you're standing on top of, underneath, doesn't come on. And he doesn't just observe it. He gives a lot of attention. And how come this light source, there's light, but how come this bulb is, no, is not here? Is it not working? What exactly is happening here? 